Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Even as the general public has gained a better understanding of mental health issues like depression and anxiety over recent years, some psychological symptoms remain a mystery to many. For today's example, anhedonia. This is a condition in which a person finds themselves unable to experience pleasure from acts that are generally pleasurable or that they once enjoyed. That can include the absence of good feelings someone might expect from things and activities like friendship, food, sex, or music. The term was originally coined in 1896 by a French psychologist, stemming from the Greek words an, meaning without, and hedon, meaning pleasure. We spoke via email with Los Angeles-based psychotherapist Alyssa Mass, MFT. She said, Anhedonia is the lack of experiencing joy or pleasure. It's typically thought of as a symptom of depression, though it can also exist separately. In addition to depression, anhedonia can accompany other mental health issues like schizophrenia, anorexia nervosa, and substance use disorders. It can also signal issues like Parkinson's disease. For some people, anhedonia can be social or emotional, meaning that they no longer feel joy being around people, or it can be physical, meaning sensations like touch can feel empty or food can taste bland. The causes of anhedonia can vary, and while it's associated with depression, a person doesn't necessarily have to have depression to have anhedonia. Experts believe anhedonia may be linked to changes in brain activity and an inability to produce or respond to the feel-good hormone dopamine. Some preliminary research that's been performed on rats indicates that anhedonia may be tied to an overactive prefrontal cortex, impacting the dopamine neurons and interfering with the pathways that control how and why we seek out and experience desire and rewards. Other research indicates that other brain areas and structures could also be involved, like the amygdala, which processes emotion, the striatum, associated with the reward system, and the insula, connected to self-awareness and consciousness. While there's no single way to treat anhedonia, many mental health experts lean on strategies prescribed for depression, including talk therapy and, in some cases, medications like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. There is, however, evidence to suggest that while SSRIs can work great with some symptoms of depression, they may not help much with the lack of motivation and deficits in reward processing that often accompany depression, which means they may not help much with anhedonia. For now, mental health experts are continuing to incorporate anhedonia assessment into their work with clients and working with them to help find coping strategies. Mass said, in cases of depression, long or short term, I always screen for anhedonia. If a client screens positive for it, then it's really about looking at everything that's going on and treating the depression as a whole. Until there's relief from that, it's impossible to tell if the anhedonia is part of the depression or something that exists on its own. If someone's case history tells me they never had anhedonia until the depression hit, in that case, it's likely more treatable than if it had always existed and is more of a baseline. Today's episode was written by Michelle Konstantinovsky and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other curious topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.